Welcome back to the Rocky Road Podcast. I am here with a surprise guest. No, just kidding. You know her. She's Mandy. And we're going to hear a little bit about her experiences in co-parenting. Oh my gosh. That is so official sounding. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So each season we drop an episode on our own personal stories so you get to know us better. So I thought it would be cool to just talk about my journey from divorce to co-parenting, learning how to navigate that, and then meeting a new significant other in for him, like his significant other, mm. his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so is that what they call each other? I, as adults, it's, it's weird. Because <laughs> <It's really> <laughs> until last year, I was with my, well, boyfriend. Well, now he's my husband. But I was with him for four years as a boyfriend. And I'm like, I'm 30 years old with a boyfriend. It just sounds... I know, but there's people that are 55 with boyfriends. That's why I always said partner. That's true. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a weird thing. Yeah. My guy, my gal. So his... My woman. Sig of. My man. Sig of. His girlfriend. There yes. you go. So, yeah. So actually, I kind of... Part of it is like resource-based. There's a lot of things that I did to get from where we divorced to where I met her. Mm-hmm. And it's really interesting because if you, you listen to my story in the first season, I talk about kind of what happened and where we ended off with things. And we had a really rough divorce, really just a rough time, rough year and a half or so. And I think for me, one of the things that I learned throughout that process is that you have to take time to heal. Um, but I learned to be so much more compassionate for people that have like much more rapid changes. So this was almost mm. three years ago that all this happened. And it took me three years to get to a point where I was actually happy for him. Mm-hmm. It's only been in the past couple of months that you've been talking about it yes. and being able to share. You probably were feeling that way before, but you've actually just started to share positive yeah, things about it's your relationship. A, it's an interest. It's interesting because you don't, you never get married to get divorced. Mm-hmm. So when you get divorced, it's a surprise in some capacity. Mm-hmm. It's a surprise because you don't stand up on the stage, stage <laughs> aisle. What is it called? Pa- uh, Platform. Down the aisle. You don't walk down the aisle, get to the end, Alter? say your vows and just say for better or for worse, except for when things are really bad, then no more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you get divorced. Yeah, that's so never the plan. Right. So us getting divorced, I didn't, it was an unwanted divorce. Like I didn't want to be divorced. So I had to process through the fact that I prayed for a long time for reconciliation mm-hmm. <clears throat> and actually in my journal, it's, it's about a year that I prayed for reconciliation. Mm-hmm. And I think I talk about this in the first season. I remember the day that that was lifted from me, that I didn't need to keep praying for reconciliation, that it wasn't going to happen. And I just accepted that it wouldn't. So that journey began co-parenting. How do mm-hmm. we do this? So we had a, a difficult custody battle. Um, it wasn't, I wouldn't even say it was a battle, honestly. It was just a very difficult season in our lives, maneuvering through custody and what that looked like and and who was responsible for her when and for how long and mm-hmm. all of that. Again, something you don't plan for, especially when you have a two-year-old. So mm-hmm. she needs more at two than a 10-year-old. But a That's 10-year-old very is very aware of what's happening. So mm-hmm. there's ve- every age is different and difficult. Mm-hmm. But... For us, we had to work through custody. And I remember the day, I remember waking up um, 
finding out about another woman. And I remember being so angry physically in mm-hmm. my stomach. There was like a pit in my stomach. And I remember multiple times over the course of about six months or so that Reagan would make a comment about a female's name. Mm. And I was like, who is this person? <clears throat> so I would get really angry and kind of lash out to him of like, who are you? Who's around her? You know, mm-hmm. are you seeing somebody? You know, cause I was still coming to this acceptance that he didn't want to be my husband anymore. Mm-hmm. And I was still trying to grieve the loss of being married. Meanwhile, I was hearing about all these other people's names and I didn't have somebody's name that was coming mm-hmm. up all the time either. I was alone. I was living in my parents' basement. So I was at a low point for myself. Mm-hmm. And then to hear like he had an- like another female's name. Some of the women were coworkers or family or mm-hmm. honestly, I don't really even know all the connections, but I remember having that pit in my stomach of almost wanting to vomit when mm-hmm. I heard or the thought of him being with somebody else. So being divorced and co-parenting for me personally was I wanted him, I hate to even admit this, but I wanted him to be alone Mm. because of what he did. He didn't deserve to be with somebody else Mm. and he didn't deserve to be happy. And was part of that because you were also alone. I think so. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I was alone, but I was also alone with a two year old. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So that's, you know, I threw myself a little pity party. That's not fair. Why am I alone? And I have a two year old and you get to be alone and go live your life and do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. So I don't really know the details of what happened through there, but I remember, um, so that was about almost three years ago. And I, it took me about a year of almost feeling like I was going to vomit. The anxiety was so high mm-hmm. and my hands would shake and I would just feel totally not okay. Mm-hmm. Any thought of him being with another woman would send me down this spiral mm-hmm. of a terrible day. So um, that was just a process that I had to maneuver through. One, this is a resource. Mm-hmm. One book that honestly changed my life was Forgiving What You Can't Forget mm. by Lisa Turkhurst. And it was the most healing book that I've ever read because it talked about forgiving and what it means to forgive and but you can't forget it. Mm-hmm. Um, nor should the, you. Nor should you. Right. It's a part of who you are. So I read that book. And I also remember um, one of my mentors, I would meet with her every week and pray together for reconciliation at this time. Mm-hmm. And when we would meet, one of the things she would tell me when I had found out or had thought there was another woman involved or, you know, when I would hear a name or something and she would say, Mandy, aren't, wouldn't it be great if he had somebody there to support him through this? Because of how isolated he was Mm -hmm. and her encouragement to me was very healing as well. And I, I started to then start praying for that other woman. Mm -hmm. Um, and who is that person? And I just prayed for that woman to be supportive to him Mm -hmm. and be good to him and give him what I couldn't at the time provide him Mm -hmm. because I was in the position I was in. And, um, so all of that, was really like the learning curve that it took to get to a place of forgiveness, mm-hmm. a place of healing, a place of acceptance and a place of it's okay. But I think, so fast forward to about three weeks ago, a month ago or so, um, for the last six months, I've been hearing about this woman's name a lot from Reagan. Mm-hmm. Um, and then eventually I had, 
um, he texted me and he was like, I really want you to meet this person. She's really important to me. And when he sent me the message, I was, I didn't have that pit in my stomach. Hmm. And I don't, I think it was the hard work done in the confidence in myself, the confidence to know that our relationship was over and it was okay that Mm -hmm. it was over and the confidence to know that it's okay to move forward. Mm -hmm. And so when he, he sent me, I, you know, he's like, I really want you to meet her. I'm really sorry to have to do this to you because Mm -hmm. I think ultimately our divorce, neither one of us wanted, Mm -hmm. but there's just no way we could have worked past it. It just, the damage was so severe Mm -hmm. that it, it just would not have been healthy to -hmm. try to restore it. So, um, when he asked me about this, I said, sure. And then, you know, he, he said, I want, I want you to meet her. And I was actually excited for him Mm -hmm. because I want him. We were so young. We were divorced at 20. I was 28. So he was 29 when we got divorced. And why would you want somebody to sit in that space forever? Mm -hmm. Like, I want you to move on. I want you to be happy. I want you to have somebody. I want somebody to care for you because I am not that person anymore. Whether or not that was my choice. Do you know, so you've switched from that pit and you're in a much, much different place now. Do you think you can identify a pivot point? Can you identify a moment that you noticed that that was different? Or was it just this past month when you were asked to meet this person? Or all of a sudden it's like, oh, I guess that that's not a symptom of my guilt anymore. I think the biggest thing for me, the biggest realization that I had was I had, I had, I went through a season where I didn't want to be with anybody anymore Mm -hmm. and I was going to be single for the rest of my life. I was not interested in getting remarried Mm -hmm. at all. Did not want anything to do with being with somebody after that point kind of started fading and I started getting the, the thought of maybe I could be with somebody again. I'm young Mm -hmm. and maybe I could, um, get remarried someday. Mm -hmm. And this was probably maybe a year and a half ago. Mm -hmm maybe even two years ago when I started about a year and a half, I'm going to say or so ish. And when I started thinking about when, when I maybe get remarried Mm. and then I remember, I don't remember a specific day, but I remember the time in my life where I was like, why is it fair for me to say, I can't wait to get remarried someday. And then also have this seated bitterness and Mm. anger towards him Mm -hmm. who may also want to get remarried Mm -hmm. someday. So I remember thinking, that's not fair. How is it okay for me and not for him? And that's when I started digging into the root of it and started healing and started thinking, it's okay. I'm, mm-hmm. I feel like I've healed a lot and it's okay for me to have the desire someday to be remarried. For him, if he's put the work in and done that and he's wants that too like why would i why would i want him to be alone for the rest of his life as almost a punishment but to go back to what you just said that's putting you as equals in the crumbling of the relationship like that with a mm-hmm. total mindset shift of you saying okay we had equal part in this relationship yeah and it's inability to continue in a healthy way and so that's a place that a lot of people won't ever get and there were so many nasty divorces mm-hmm that they won't even ever talk to each other again. And there are kids involved. There are all this sorts of things. So even being able to say this was a team effort Mm -hmm. to start team effort to get married. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately it was a team effort to end. Yeah. So that's growth even there. For sure. And I think it's just acceptance of certain, certain things you can't 
say are one-sided they are mutual mutual understandings of things so like for example one thing i found out when we were in counseling him and i were going through counseling i was going through counseling hoping for reconciliation he was going through counseling just basically doing it because i asked him to (laughs) (laughs) with the the knowledge that we were not going to get back Mm. together and so we worked through this and we learned our communication styles with each other and one of the things that i had learned through this counseling which was immensely helpful was that he if you if he's struggling with something he needs time to process if i so then i noticed he was struggling with something and i was like what's wrong talk to me let's talk let's talk Mm -hmm. about it can i sit with you can i can i be with you can we tell me what's going on and that would almost push him into a corner and then he would shut down Mm -hmm. so i realized over the course of as a wife to him for the years that we were married, there were a lot of times that I would shut him down or there were a lot of times that I would belittle him or say something to him. So again, it wasn't like one moment that I think caused Mm -hmm. our separation. Um, And I would say that we both have different stories of what was happening in our lives at that time. And that's okay. So it just was, it is what it is. Mm -hmm. Um, But when we separated, it was taking accountability for each of our actions in that whether, even though the separation was not my choice. Mm having the accountability of saying I wasn't a perfect wife and also coming to the realization that maybe God didn't, maybe God didn't equip me to be the right person Mm. for him. And I don't know theologically Mm. where this comes in. Obviously God doesn't want people to be divorced, but Mm -hmm. when I met his new girlfriend, I can already see that she's much more fit for him than I am. Mm. And whether or not that pursues to long-term of Mm -hmm. marriage and together, I don't know. That's yet to be determined, but just meeting her for me, I was like, yes, she has the personality, the capabilities, the knowledge, what she is, is Mm -hmm. what he needs. And that wasn't me. And I'm okay with that now. Mm -hmm. Him and I are always connected as parents Mm -hmm. to our daughter we need to work together as parents, but I do not need to try to bombard or prove that I would have been a better wife mm-hmm. than what he could have. We've both grown. Again, we were young. I was 28. He was 29 when we divorced. We had a two-year-old, mm-hmm. almost three. So that's really young. And we got married at 23 and 24. So we were trying to figure out life together. How to be adults. Amongst <laughs> living military life, amongst mm-hmm. living in another state, amongst a sister, his sister had cancer, terminal cancer, amongst moving new houses, you know, military life of him mm-hmm. shipping out for six weeks or whatever. Um, he did a deployment. We had normal life things happening. And at 25, I had my daughter. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> there's a lot going on right in that season of life that had a lot of things stacked against us. Mm. Um, and our communication wasn't super great and we had, we struggled financially and there were just things that were triggers for us, for us that were made it difficult to work together. So when we separated and we were both able to take the time to heal from it, we came to a point where we could then, um, actually work together as Mm co-parents to Reagan and not try to work any further on what it would be to be a spouse to Mm -hmm. each other. And, um, there was, I would say probably two years after a divorce, if he would have walked up on my porch with flowers and asked me to get back together with him, I would have said, let's work it out. Yes. I remember asking you mm-hmm. at some point during, cause we met right when this was kind of at a head, mm-hmm. the separation had 
either just happened or was about to happen when we first met. Yep. Um, and I do remember asking you, would you consider remarrying him? Would you consider working out with him? And you at one point said, I don't know. Yeah. Because it was still on the table. It was still mm-hmm. a consideration that you hadn't closed the door on. Yeah. And I think that could have been part of, partly been the pit in my stomach thinking mm. about another woman with mm-hmm. him because I was it jeopardizes that opportunity. Yeah. Then it if would, you decided you wanted it. It mm-hmm. wouldn't be available to you. The door would be completely shut. Mm. And I think there was an underlying fear in me that I was like, is he going to forget about me? Mm. And as our daughter's mom, is somebody going to be better than me? And I think, so for me, the work I had to do was get to know myself, mm-hmm. be confident in who I was And then just support him and be there for him. So where we are today, we have grown immensely. Honestly, there's no, there's no explainable reason for why him and I can have a good friendship. Hmm. We should not. (laughs) If all of the cards were stacked as what has happened to the two of us over the last three, four years, we shouldn't be friends, let alone be (laughs) co-parents. And, um, I think, again, it was work that was put into this whole process through my own counseling, through counseling together. Both of us came to this realization that Reagan does not deserve to be mistreated or to to be put in a bad position because of something her parents couldn't deal with. Mm -hmm. So she did not need to be punished as a small child in whether that be put in the middle of something, whether that be trying to be a better parent to another, like I'm Mm -hmm. a better mom than he is a dad and he's a better dad than I am a mom and compare ourselves. She deserved to be treated with respect and loved Mm. and cared for and nourished as a small child. And then she can grow up and make her own decisions. Mm -hmm. And I've always told myself, I never want her to look at me and say, I don't have a good relationship with my dad because of you. Mm. I want it to be on her own. Mm-hmm. So, w- and not that she, I don't want her to have a bad relationship mm-hmm. with her dad. Don't hear that. I want her to have a great relationship with her dad. And I want her to have a great relationship with her mom. And ideally in a perfect world, she would have a great relationship with her dad and her stepmom and a great relationship with her mom and her stepdad. Mm-hmm. And, Four people could love her instead of two, mm-hmm. which is a beauty from ashes kind of thing mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. where you can have this beautiful end result for Reagan's sake from a very unfortunate situation. Mm-hmm. Beauty from ashes is the best way to wrap that up. <laughs> it really is. Cause I think even seeing the logistical nature of your co-parenting, when he would come pick her up when you were having dinner, mm-hmm. right? As we used to have um, Chick-fil-A dinners. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. And it would just be a very like, I'm here for Reagan. Okay, thanks. Goodbye. And it's very logistical, very black and white mm-hmm. to him giving, going and picking out presents for you for Mother's Day and just mm-hmm. these very sweet things that are nice gestures that weren't there in the beginning that yeah, I think there's more of a mutual respect mm-hmm. now because your love for your daughter is so strong that both mm-hmm. of you just want her yeah. To be that glue that keeps the relationship together. Um, yeah. And I've always been very grateful for, I usually get 
something for Valentine's Day mm-hmm. from him and Reagan. And I get something for Mother's Day from him and Reagan. And I usually get something for my birthday from mm-hmm. him and Reagan. Not every single time, but I would say it's it's been made pretty clear. So for me, I take Reagan and her and I go and get Father's Day gifts mm-hmm. for him. We get his birthday gift and we get him a Christmas gift. And, you know, that's, that's kind of our thing to do mm-hmm. because I want her to be able, in a normal, normal quote, marriage Mm -hmm. you would have a dad and a mom and the dad or the mom takes their kid shopping for Mm -hmm. their other person Mm -hmm. so how is that it shouldn't be any different in a divorce situation Mm -hmm. that you can go with your like i take reagan to do this for dad Mm -hmm. and he takes reagan to do this for mom Mm -hmm. and it's not for us because we're in love with each other it's because we mutually respect each other as her father and his and her mother Mm -hmm. and I think that's why I don't really ever call him my ex-husband mm-hmm. because, and I've said this before, like I don't like that connotation. It sounds so negative and so just not pleasant. So even the other day we were somewhere and he was like, this is Reagan's mom. Mm-hmm. He introduced me. This is my, Reagan's mom. Um, and I'll say this is Reagan's dad or Reagan's dad did this mm-hmm. and whatever. And it just sounds a lot more. It's positive. It's nice. strength based. It's positive. Yeah. So we try to do that and try to work together. So Honestly, Forgiving What You Can't Forget was the book that did Mm. it for me. Um, And the counseling was immensely helpful. Mm -hmm. Going through counseling, figuring out who you are, and then I think just humbling myself Mm. down to this place of he is a human being and I am a human being and neither one of us are better than the other. So tell me about that process though, because counseling, yes, counseling can help you get to know yourself a lot, but Mm -hmm. the process of humbling yourself is not one that is easy or one that most people will choose. Mm -hmm. So what was helpful for you? Um, As far as even being with somebody else goes in counseling, the counselor would work with me on just being confident in myself. And then I would hear things in counseling like, Mandy, it's okay for you to move on. It's okay for you to meet somebody. It's okay for you to dream about being married again one Mm. day, or it's okay to even think about kids again one day, which is yet to be determined. But (laughs) um, they would give me the, the counselor would basically open the door to give me the privilege to go to this place that I was almost afraid to step in. Like Mm -hmm. there were parts of me that didn't feel like I deserved to be married again. Um, I didn't want to get hurt again. Mm-hmm. So I didn't, I, I, I have a fear of marriage in a way of please don't leave me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so working through that, but the biggest part of humbling myself was I got to a place where I, I again was thinking about remarriage and being married again. And I, I remember, and I still do this. I have to put myself in his shoes. So if I'm in this place and I say to myself, I would want him to be happy for me Mm. if I met somebody else. Why should I react any different Mm -hmm. to him meeting somebody and moving forward? So that's what I had to come to. And that's not easy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It also comes in waves because I met his girlfriend about a month ago. I sent him a message about her. Mm -hmm. She was very nice. Very kind, very good to Reagan, Mm -hmm. which is really what I would want. And it was somebody who could make him happy. Mm -hmm. And that is no longer my role, nor my duty in life Mm. is to be his wife. Um, My duty in life is to be Reagan's mom. Mm -hmm. And that's where I got to. So I met her 
I actually was excited about it. Mm -hmm. Ask me two years ago, I probably would have thrown up Mm -hmm. or had a sob fest to the point where I met her and I was (laughs) was like, first of all, she's exactly what he needs. Mm. Second of all, she's too good for him. So (laughs) it just came to that point where I was like, she just seems super nice, very kind from what I did get to know of her. Mm -hmm. She's willing to work with me. And I think that takes a huge amount of humility Mm -hmm. when you come in as a step parent. I'm not a step parent, but if you came in as a step parent, you can't like do not overstep mom Mm -hmm. or overstep dad. Your roles are not Mm -hmm. in that way in a situation that we have. Obviously if there's an absent parent, Mm -hmm. it's a different dynamic, but with with ours we have him and i both have a very strong reconciled connection as parents Mm -hmm. so and he has told me he said nobody will ever replace reagan's mom Mm -hmm. and i have told him nobody will ever replace reagan's dad forever and so you know we had that whole process but as i was saying we i went to his house not too long ago to pick up reagan and when i got there I saw pictures and things in their house and Mm -hmm. the wave of grief just kind of smashed me for a minute. Mm. You know, it was hard to walk into his house and see somebody else Mm -hmm. in the way where I would walk into our house and I would see our wedding pictures on the Mm. wall and I would see pictures of us as a couple. And it's, we, we've talked about grief before. It's not linear. And it's not consistently going up. So mm-hmm. you reach this point where you're happy for him. I'm happy for him. I'm excited for him. You know, I hope it works out. I, I'm glad that she's good to Reagan. And I'm glad that he and I have this understanding of where we are as parents. Mm-hmm. Um, but that wave of grief kind of knocked me down for, you know, 10, 15 mm-hmm. minutes after I got back in my car. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, there it is again. You mm-hmm. know, that and just acknowledging that grief and knowing that it's okay to feel that by seeing pictures of him with another woman. Mm-hmm. Knowing that, yes, I'm happy for them, but I can also grieve at the same time that mm-hmm. that's not me anymore. Mm-hmm. And I can also be happy for myself moving forward that my pictures in my house are not our wedding pictures, mm-hmm. you know? And so I think that it's a whole compile of was that even a word compilation Compilation? thank you (laughs) of emotions and it's really Mm -hmm. understanding each one i'm happy for him i'm excited for him i'm sad that it's not me anymore Mm -hmm. but i'm also happy and excited for myself that i will have that Mm -hmm. someday and um are you sad because it's not you with him or that it's not you in a relationship um probably with him Mm. Yeah. Just that it's just breaking. It's continue to, it's continuing to break down those barriers Mm -hmm. of social expectations Mm. that we will never have a picture of a family vacation of the three of us Mm -hmm. in 2022, you know, like maybe we'll go on a family vacation together sometime. Mm -hmm. That's mutually, you know, even if it's like him and his spouse and me and my spouse someday, like, I don't know who knows what's going to happen. Like we get along well enough. You know, we've already talked about taking Reagan to Disney and how expensive Disney is. It's Mm -hmm. like, we might need to do this together. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. And so, but maybe not, I don't know. So Mm -hmm. I can't say in the future, like we will never have a family picture Mm -hmm. because he's, he's not dead. So Mm -hmm. it's possible. But when I see couple pictures or pictures of him, like Mm -hmm. them maybe kissing or something, it's like, 
that will never happen anymore. And it's, I think it's partially that, that it's like not in a relationship and he is in a relationship. And so having those differences, Mm -hmm. but I just come back to, I know that God has somebody for him Mm -hmm. and has somebody for me that meet what we both need. Mm -hmm. And I know for certain he couldn't, he could not be the husband that I needed anymore Mm -hmm. and what I need from, from somebody. Mm -hmm. All that came from work in counseling Mm -hmm. and knowing what do I need? What am I looking for? What kind of support do I need? Um, am I okay being by myself? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And how long is that going to last? And again, like I give so much credit to people that have a significant other that something has happened and they move on so quickly. And I know that that can be equally as difficult too. Mm. Um, so I have a lot of compassion for those people. Um, because I think I would have thrown up if that Mm. happened to me. I honestly don't know how I would have been able to handle it. Obviously you have to, like you don't have a choice, Mm. but um, yeah, that would have been really hard. So this is almost three years of w- a lot of work mm-hmm. that is very difficult, um, to get to this point. I would say, honestly, I think the acceptance would have happened a lot sooner. Mm-hmm. The fact that I can actually be excited for him now mm-hmm. is what took time. <laughs> Absolutely. So and I think, and I know it's hard to imagine a world without Reagan. Yes. Um, but it would have been a whole different story had she not... Mm-hmm. been the connecting fiber between you two and oh, it could have been a sure. whole different story for him emotionally knowing what he was going through mm-hmm. for you emotionally knowing what you were going through maybe having her yeah gave you both some purpose absolutely we would not be connected nor would we be friends if she didn't exist mm-hmm. bottom line mm-hmm. so we've just had to we have her mm-hmm. we made her mm-hmm. <laughs> she is ours and he is her dad and i am her mom biologically mm-hmm. And always that's what it will be no matter what. Mm -hmm. So for the two of us, he's, he's made the comment to me before too. He said, I will never be with somebody that, that wouldn't respect you, Mandy. Mm. So I feel like I still have that respect in, in Mm -hmm. him to have that, which I'm very grateful for. So I don't take it. I try not to take advantage of that. Mm -hmm. Um, And then just us working together, respecting each other, I think is a huge thing, Mm -hmm. but Again, I just go back. Like I wanted to go against the green. I didn't want to have a bad co-parenting experience. I didn't want to have a negative. Like why would you want to live with bitterness and anger and resentment towards your ex-spouse? So many people do. Who has moved on. Like that mm-hmm. make, made me feel disgusting. Mm-hmm. Like I hated feeling that way. So I hate, I didn't want to be bitter. I didn't want to be angry. So I was like, how can I fix this? Mm-hmm. What do you need to do? You need to personally develop yourself. Mm-hmm. And work on yourself because you can't fix them. You're not mm-hmm. going to fix them. So you have to get to this point where it's like, how can I get to this place of acceptance and excitement and understanding and, and be able to work on that. Mm-hmm. So it is different, very different with kids. It's probably very different. I'm sure we'll probably talk to somebody that's been divorced with kids that are older and mm-hmm. that's a whole different ball game. Yeah. And, um, you know, people that are divorced with no kids, Mm -hmm. people that are divorced after 40 years of marriage, Mm -hmm. we were only married five. Um, so just shy of five years, actually. It's a loud truck. Very loud truck. So what is something that has been a surprise gift 
from your whole separation? Hmm. Like physical gift or just like, no, just, gift? um, what's an unexpected perk is a funny word to say, but just (laughs) what is something that you did not expect to be something that you love and appreciate? Weekends off. Mm, That's a (laughs) good one though. I mean, I do remember you saying earlier on that sometimes people forget that you have a kid Mm -hmm. because they're like, Oh, what are you doing tonight? And you're like putting Reagan to bed. Uh, yeah, it's a school night by so. myself. <laughs> yeah, getting oh, her bath. She's bless. also only five and a half, so mm-hmm. she still needs mom for mm-hmm. a lot of things. She's Everything. independent, but she still needs mom. Mm-hmm. I can't just like up and leave, and mm-hmm. she's sleeping, and I can up and leave. Like, nope, I gotta stay at my house. Yeah, when <laughs> oh, you have again. an adventure spirit, so the times that you don't have her, not that you're like, woo, let it up, mom's gone <laughs> wild. That's not you either, but <laughs> no. you're able to trust that she is with someone who you trust. Yes, mm-hmm. so you're able to relax and and enjoy time with girls, and we've gone to like concerts we've gone mm-hmm. just like to dinner you know just something that's not necessarily able to be possible with her there we love mm-hmm. her very much and i love spending time with her as well but mom can breathe a little bit easier yes when mom 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 yep. mm-hmm. mom mom i'm hungry mom can you get this for me mom can you give me a piggyback ride <laughs> quick little story mandy and reagan were at my house uh, i don't know a couple weeks ago and I don't think she'd met Cody yet at that point. No. So by the end of the night, she brought this like whole tub of little dolls and <laughs> you just heard her little voice. <laughs> Cody. Yep. <laughs> He's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just Welcome because, to my life. Yeah. <laughs> and she like chose Cody to just like, Cody. Yep. <laughs> Cody. And he was super sweet about it, but it was just funny. He's like, wow. Yep. It's like, yeah, you went from having a dog to a five and a half year old. How's that feel? Yeah. Welcome <laughs> to the life where you are always wanted. And mm. when you're the only one in the house, oh yeah, you have no other option. So mom, it's always mom, 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 just this mom. And I have like the queen of negotiating and oh. procrastinating and all of that. So, oh, she definitely tries to negotiate. Yeah. Mom, She's I'll make like, a deal with you. Right. <laughs> She's like, well, what that. if you yeah. can tell, you can tell mm-hmm. on her face. Of course. Yeah. So we work through that, but, mm-hmm. and also, so I would say the biggest things, the perks to it are our community, my communication with him because of our divorce and mm-hmm. going through counseling has been a lot better. Mm. Um, I want to work with him and he wants to work with me and we mutually agree to do that for Reagan. So certain things that are very good communication that we are amazing mm-hmm. it's communication about school, um, where she goes to school, mm-hmm. she goes to a private school. So like where she goes to school and um, any school things like uniforms. So we had the school supply list this year in school uniforms. And I said, if I get uniforms, can you get supplies? Mm. Can we split supplies? Can we do this? And yeah. it's like, let's work together on mm-hmm. this for her and not want to hate each other yeah. through this process. And what a valuable lesson for her to see that. Yeah. And she, I mean, don't get me wrong. She asked the questions like, why aren't you and daddy married anymore? Mm. And why don't, why doesn't daddy live with us? And Mm -hmm. you know, I get the questions I have to process through that. And we can do a whole other episode on things Mm. like that. But I also get, you know, the question of like him and I have a better relationship separated Mm -hmm. than we would have if we stayed together. Yeah. So for her benefit, she's seeing a peaceful, cohesive, co-parenting, positive relationship Mm -hmm. of how we're working together for her and for her to live the best life. And other than her seeing a married couple that mm-hmm. were angry with each other and frustrated with each other and not supportive and mm-hmm. maybe bitter, but be, we stayed married. So I also think that it was just healthier overall for both of us. 
Um, I look forward to my weekends off, but I also mm. miss her and I have fun mm. with her on weekends that I have her. So it's like a double blessing for me. I think mm-hmm. I get a weekend off that's free that I can be with friends, do things and I plan things around it. Mm-hmm. Um, but weekends that I do have her, I try to spend the time with her and, and that whole thing. But mm-hmm. you know, so certain things like I would just encourage people that are co-parenting to get to a place where you can be excited for the other person. Mm-hmm. So when she's with dad and she comes back, how was it? Did you have fun? What'd you do? Because I can be excited for her. Mm-hmm. Um, they go on vacation together yeah. and that's great because he will take her all the way into the ocean and I will take her to her feet. Mm-hmm. That's about <laughs> it. And then, <clears throat> so we have that. And so he, I know he can give her things that I cannot. Mm-hmm. He loves movies. I hate movies. So if he wants to sit down and watch <laughs> movies with her, he can sit down with her and watch movies. Mm-hmm. And that'll give her a new experience. So she gets two different homes, two different lifestyles, two different um, personalities, mm-hmm. two different expectations, but our morals and our values lock together mm-hmm. that we agree that we're going to raise her in a specific way. And, um, you know, I'm okay with him doing certain things. Like he will never take her to church mm. and I will always take her to church. Mm-hmm. And that's okay because she knows that when she's with dad, she gets to watch the Eagles on Sunday mm-hmm. when she's with mom we go to church on Sunday Mm -hmm. and it's okay. Like it's not one is not right and wrong. You know, it's Mm -hmm. like, it's just the way that we work and that's Mm -hmm. the way that she's going to grow up. And I would rather grow up working with her Mm -hmm. and working with him than against him, Mm -hmm. making her life more difficult. Mm -hmm. So bottom line, I'm super, I'm I'm very, very grateful for the relationship that we have. Mm -hmm. And I very much appreciate him as her dad, because I know there are situations that are not that good. Mm There are situations where they can never be that good, honestly. Mm-hmm. And so I'm grateful for it. But it's also it also takes work mm-hmm. on both parties. He has to be responsible and work hard. And mm-hmm. I have to be responsible and work hard. And we mutually have to agree. So my encouragement to anybody co-parenting mm-hmm. is humble yourself. <laughs> it's okay. Mm-hmm. Don't make the kids suffer. Mm-hmm. And... I mean, you can only do your part and mm. just hope that it's matched and received on the other side of things. So I'm not here to brag about it. I'm not here to thrive, but it took an immense mm-hmm. amount of hard work mm-hmm. for both of us. We should not be talking. And there still will be challenges that come up that then you're going to say, okay, well, let's figure out this. Like, mm-hmm. hello, puberty. And him saying, oh my gosh, teenage girls. Like, there's going to be things that are making things challenging and mm-hmm. you'll just address it. But now that you have this strong foundation of respect, yeah. that is the word that keeps coming to my mind is you respect your roles mm-hmm. mutually. Yeah. And there are, like I said before, there's th- there's certain things that as a dad, I can never do for her. Mm-hmm. There's certain things as a mom, he can never do for her mm-hmm. just because of who we are in her yeah. life. And it actually came up the other week where we had a disagreement and it didn't really go very well, Mm. but he humbled himself and he apologized to me. Mm -hmm. And I was very grateful for that. And there's been moments where I have said something or stepped out of line or gotten frustrated or, you know, whatever. And I have, I need to humble myself Mm. and apologize and just say, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to be short with you. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm sorry. I wasn't clear on something. And, and just be willing to work clear communication, mutual respect, honesty, openness, mm-hmm. forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And we are where we are. And I'm grateful for that because we also don't have a choice. <laughs> <laughs> we have what? 13 more years. And 
13 more (laughs) years of mutual decisions that we need to make. Why would I want to live through hell making Mm -hmm. all those decisions for that many years? Nope. We're going to work together. Mm -hmm. And at the end, my hope and my prayer is that at Reagan's high school graduation, she's got two sets of parents that love her and Mm -hmm. care for her. Your family is the same way. You have a mixed family. I've got all sorts of bonus parents. Yeah. So it's like, why not have extra people there Mm -hmm. to love you? Then than not mm-hmm. so work together keep the kids number one mm-hmm. humble yourself <laughs> <laughs> it's okay to be wrong mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's okay to work through things and it's okay to have bumps mm-hmm. and rocky roads but at the end of the day reagan is doing much better mm-hmm. the way that things have ended mm-hmm. and are progressing forward than had we stayed together mm-hmm. so, there's it's my nice little, to see you guys happy yes it is happier and I'm excited to see where that goes mm-hmm. and what that looks like and where that takes us both. And I'm excited for him meeting his girlfriend just as one day. I hope he's excited for me. Mm-hmm. And so we just wait mm-hmm. and we just one day at a time mm-hmm. along this rocky journey rocky. called life. Rocky. Rocky road journey called life. So mm-hmm. thanks for my little Ted talk today. Is that like, <laughs> is that like not ethical to say? I don't know if we're allowed to say that. I don't know either. Okay, well, that's my my encouragement. It's your Mandy talk. It's my Mandy talk. That's the encouragement for the day. Well, thank you for, as always, sharing, being open, honest. That's all. And realistic, because sometimes it just downright sucks. And read. (laughs) Read that book. Love Lisa Turkhurst. Read the book. I think I have like eight of her books. For anybody. Anybody. Also comes with a journal. It's not even marriage related Mm -hmm. in her case i think it is too but Mm -hmm. my gosh that book sobbed what a woman great have a good week love you